Welcome. You've joined The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, can you imagine... Imagine what it's like to be sexually abused by your own father and then suffer the consequences of years of keeping the secret in silent frustration. Well, the good news is there's hope for those who seek help. Well, on today's show, we're going to find out that it is possible to recover from extreme trauma like sexual abuse and establish a happy, healthy and horny sex life when you find the right person who will hold space for you as you go through the healing process. Our special guests will attest that hard work is well worth it. Sure is. All right. But before we get into today's show, let's talk a little bit about our top waterproof blanket, um, our show sponsor. And it is there because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. If you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot, like I am and so is Carol, or having to change the sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leakproof and guarantees to keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets even if you're a huge squirter like my gorgeous wife carol is so just throw it down and get it on our top waterproof blanket will protect any play space from messy massage oil silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness it takes away the worry so you can have more fun and the best thing is the easy cleanup when you're done just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new now available in two sizes and three color combinations. Order yours from Amazon today. Just search Top Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. All right, so this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we have a really special show for you today. Uh, so today we're live in our home studio with two amazing people whom we met at our local gym. Uh, they're a married couple, Carolyn and Steve, who are very much into the healthy lifestyle and have a health and wellness business as well. And after chatting briefly with them, we discovered that Carolyn had experienced some traumatic sexual abuse as a child, and she wrote a book about it. And using a pen name to protect the identity of, these, of those involved, the book is called With All My Heart by Elizabeth McClellan. All right. Carolyn's true story is so inspiring that we invited her onto our show to discuss how she overcame her trauma and built a healthy and loving relationship with her current husband, Steve. Her strength and courage prevailed as she wrote her book about her journey back from unimaginable circumstances. Although we will talk about the book, we really want you to read it for yourself and get the full impact of why empowering women is essential in our society. Carolyn's main goal for writing her book was to quench her strong desire to help others as she shares an inspiring story of life changes and triumph with all my heart captures experiences and life-altering lessons which allow for happiness and positivity to blossom. All right, Carolyn and Steve, welcome to our show. Welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. 
Great. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Well, it was a little bit of a long-winded intro, but it was important to talk to everybody about what it is you actually do. So before we get going, I want to read something that's at the preface of Carolyn's book. Oh, okay, great. Okay, which which really caught my heart, my soul, and it, it reads like this. It says, With all my heart is an awe-inspiring story about courage and survival. From a very young age, the author faces heart-wrenching losses and challenges that anyone would have a hard time surviving. She not only survived, but makes it through with an undying spirit and determination. This book is an inspiration to every person struggling to work through the pains of neglect of their childhood. Through her struggles, there are triumphs, proving that each individual has the ability and the power to become the author of the rest of their lives. I found that after I read the book, so, so real with respect to who you are. We've got to know you guys as as friends, but as your journey and your story, which we're going to get into um, over the show, it just wrapped it all up into one sentiment. Yeah, it was great. I can't remember who wrote that, unfortunately, (laughs) but uh, I had a lot of really great feedback once I wrote the book, and a lot of people um, who didn't know me had no idea that I had been sexually abused. It wasn't something I really talked openly about just because it makes people uncomfortable but I do feel like it's a subject that needs to be addressed and people need to feel comfortable to be able to share their experiences well a lot of topics surrounding sex are uncomfortable and they're all important it's one of the reasons we have our show so that's why you're a guest here today because it absolutely is important to get that out and let people know that they're maybe not alone and that they maybe do have hope at the end of that tunnel exactly and you know growing up uh, I didn't actually remember being sexually abused until I was into my 30s and you know when I started writing my book it was because I had the memory and I wanted to share that but Steve kept reminding me you know the rest of your childhood wasn't so peachy either no um, I had the good fortune of growing up in what we would call a more normal environment with no real traumatic experiences Uh, I just played my sports my parents were together for 60 years and life life was good I was very very fortunate so when I met Carolyn and started to learn what she had been through I, I was shocked I didn't know anyone who had not it wasn't just the abuse it was so many other things throughout her life so without getting into the whole story, because we do want to read your book, why don't you list, set up what kind of traumas you did experience as a child? So I was eight years old when I lost my mother, and that really uh, had to have had an impact, but I didn't realize it until I had my own kids, and my eldest turned eight. Uh, that left me realizing, like, wow, that must have had a major effect. And I also, you know, given that my dad had sexually abused me, and even though I didn't remember it, I wasn't very close with him. And then he had um, married many times over. One stepmother was an alcoholic. The others, like there was another one that mentally abused me, put me down. Like it really created a very negative body image because of things she said to me. So it was not a fun and easy childhood. But it was pretty crazy going through your book that at the beginning, um, your dad abused you, sexually abused you. Then your mom died. Then he married four times. And over those years, you had the ups and downs. And um, it was just incredible reading the journey that you went through and the absolutely incredible strength and strong woman you are today having gone through all that. Um, I mean, one of your dad's 
wives killed herself, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. In your garage. Yes. Well, and, and sad to say, as a child, I was 10 at the time. I remember feeling relieved. And mm. I write about that in the book mm. because I was scared all the time. She was an alcoholic. And now I can recognize how sad she must have been. And Right. And that alcoholism is a disease and that, you know, there is help for that as well. Exactly. Mm, which exactly. is really too bad for all of that. But it's really not something a 10-year-old should ever witness. Well, of course, even the abuse of the alcoholic stepmother, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to, uh, you shouldn't have to go through those kinds of things as well. Oh, and honestly, my, you know, I was one of those angry teens and felt sorry for myself and I was quite negative and one of the things, you know, after being sexually abused, which again, not remembering, but I was making really bad decisions and choices when it came to boyfriends uh, and older men. I must have been very vulnerable, so I had a lot of older men flirting and being inappropriate, and I actually, I guess, somewhere in the subconscious liked the attention, right? Daddy yeah. issues? Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. going we're gonna to get into the actual bad sex you had as a teenager <laughs> and going through life, and then, uh, you know, when you actually dealt with the trauma a little bit later but what were some of those uh, moments in your younger years that you in your 30s you you dealt with this sexual abuse that you kept pushing aside um, because they were too painful or you didn't want to deal with them it was really more lack of memory uh, when you've been sexually abused as a young child what happens is you have some kind of amnesia you disassociate your body so there may have been triggers uh, things I'd react inside this anger would bubble up from you know something somebody would say and I just didn't understand why my body was reacting why I was getting angry or upset so that was more you know it was difficult because it was like there was a piece of the puzzle missing and you didn't understand it yourself no not right. at all and you were saying that you only realize that you did have sexual abuse after you, you know when you were in your 30s and the memories came back like how did you actually realize and discover that you were sexually abused when it, did it click it clicked when uh, you know I had a very strange dream and my dreams could be premonition dreams could be subconscious what have you but I actually had a dream of my father in my bedroom and woke up feeling panic like choking I just was thinking this what that was a dream what but it felt very real and that seemed to trigger like a whole flood of memories mm. and at the time I was in a second marriage and I think that was the trigger I think that second husband was like my father in many ways oh. Well, they do say that we marry people like our father. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> might not be the right one, but it is something that attracts us because it feels some sort of comfort somehow, some way deep down. Uh, and so then when you discovered that you had been uh, sexually abused, can you, if it's not too painful, just kind of explain what kind of abuse that was that you suffered? Well, there were many, I mean, aside from my father, that I don't go into detail in the book or anywhere just because I don't feel like it serves a point. Okay. I don't like to bring it back into my energy but there was obviously I was being forced to touch and do things that any child shouldn't do yeah. let alone with their father right. and, uh, and one of the things that's that's uh, consistent in the book a constant in the book is until you dealt with your trauma your go-to place was to freeze when somebody did something that you weren't comfortable with exactly and so when I was a teenager 
you know, there was a family friend who came into my bedroom and was forcing me to touch him and I didn't do anything. I froze and I beat myself up about that thinking, why didn't I? So a lot of women out there or men who have been sexually abused, even if you remember it or not, it's a normal reaction. So the, free, I, the freezing part. Exactly. Yeah. So I want people to understand that and not feel guilty or bad about themselves because they're not taking ownership and you know telling somebody to f off and leave me right. alone you're just unable to that's like a primitive reaction that your body actually undergoes it's like shock isn't yeah, it yeah you yeah. have no control over that freezing moment it just staying still i think that just comes from our ancestral time <laughs> when when there's uh whatever danger in the room or danger in the area we just freeze yeah. something like that anyways exactly right. Now, then, when you uh, go through this type of trauma, and I, you, everybody needs to release the trauma eventually and get through it, if you're going to have a beautiful, uh, you know, <laughs> nice ending like you guys have, it's because there's certain blockages that happen in your life when you have had trauma, and they're actually stopping you from finding true happiness. What do you recall as being those blockages that you could recognize that somebody else might think, wow, I have that too? What would you say could have been some of your blockages? Well, I think you don't allow yourself to be loved properly. Mm -hmm. So you pick partners that may be uh, not right for you on many levels, unemotionally unavailable. Um, it could be some people get into abusive relationships. So I did have a boyfriend that was mentally abusive at one point. Um, you know, so we just are doing things that to the outside world people scratch their head and like why is she doing that mm -hmm. why is she wish that with that guy you know my first husband i will never regret because he's the father of my children but again unemotionally and he was emotionally unavailable at the time got way more affectionate as time went on but it just he just wasn't the right person for me but I was looking for a family I was looking for I wanted to get married and have kids that was my main objective in my early First 20s mm -hmm. yeah it was mm -hmm. now if we back up to your your father who eventually died um, I guess say well when you were in your 20s mm -hmm. you you write that he thought he was a good father he gave you lots of um, Material. money materialistic things in your life and uh, I know um, as you end your book one of the points that you make is you can't buy happiness that's right mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people to the outside world uh, I was lucky I had a nice home I had a wealthy father and I actually um, used to reject his money he bought me a car but whatever I wanted and just recently and as odd as this may sound to some people but through my the energy work we'll talk about that in a minute that I had done um, it was made I was made aware that you know the money the sex like it's kind of is looked at like prostitution mm -hmm. so suddenly it gave me a whole misconception too about money and sex and and life and wealth so there's been a lot of different issues that have been created because and a lot of, of aha moments you had in your life and it's just <laughs> why you're able to enjoy yourself today exactly yes. oh that's very cool now I know you talked a lot about the anger uh, the anger you felt probably was driven by the frustration of not really understanding what was going on behind the scenes in your brain which you had put aside a lot of stuff how long did it take to get over that anger and was it only after you met Steve and you really were able to recover yes I have to thank Steve of course um, um, because, you know, he was patient through everything. When I met him, 
the memory was already there. I was already starting to heal, but I was still not fully healed, of course. And I don't think you ever fully heal. So that's something that, you know, people need to understand. Yeah, but nobody's ever perfectly exactly. normal, right? Exactly. Yeah. Good. There yeah. is a big, there is a range. Yes. <laughs> I'm, but, not, I'm not normal? No, not quite. <laughs> wow. First so time. with Steve, though, I, you know, I think for him, what was difficult is I wasn't, I thought I was showing him how much I loved him. But on his side, I wasn't, right? It's a perspective thing. Yeah, that's right. She didn't know anything different, which you did. You had loving, warm parents and a nice yeah. household to exactly. live in. Exactly. And, and Carolyn thought she was, but I really wasn't feeling it. So, you know, to an extent, obviously I was to some extent, but it also, that led to some insecurities like, hmm, you know, is this going to last? Like I'm her third husband, you know? Um, and so... He was, was warned. Really, he yeah, didn't, yeah, I was warned that, you know, like, what, you know what? She's probably... It's not going to last, you know. They they said that, and here we are. I don't know, thirteen years, years later. There you go. Congratulations. And, um, but there were a lot of rough times where, so we had to get past that. Where there were times where we were both kind of at. We thought at the end, like, is this going to last? Can can we do it? And, and fortunately, we and stuck the it anger through. was that is that was that a big part of it that you didn't understand why she was angry, and was that a big part of your discord that you had to part you? of it because there were times like I re- if he especially if there was a conversation that was had say and it brought up an ex-boyfriend and then he was you know say a bit jealous because again I'm not giving him I'm not he's not as really feeling secure about our relationship mm-hmm. and then I would get really I think I punched you once in the shoulder because <laughs> yeah. I was so angry I felt so accused of like I haven't done anything I'm, right. I'm loyal to you I love you like I knew how I felt and uh that was very frustrating until the day that through more healing on my end I had this breakdown I was driving in the car and realized oh my god I need him mm-hmm. I love him and I need him and I depend on him mm-hmm. and I don't think he realizes that mm-hmm. and it was it was literally that much of a turning point that when I went home I said to him I was listening to this song it was a Josh Groban song <laughs> and I said I realized all this and he just looked at me and and he said, oh, my God, really? And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it was it was really a yeah. turning point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And, and how then, long into your relationship was that point? Five years. At five least years. five years, okay. yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, cool. so we're going to stop for a quick break. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to get more into Carolyn and Steve's relationship and, and how and why uh, Steve had the patience he did to we all want to know. <laughs> no, it's 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 tough going through. Um, it's it was your second marriage as well, and meeting someone who wasn't that princess out there who had baggage, who had shit going on. Carol and I are divorced. We had a lot of that too. And how you work through it on top of the trauma and on top of everything else that she has. So we're going to ask everyone to stay tuned. Uh, we're having a very special show here with Carolyn and Steve. Carolyn has uh, written the book. With all my heart. With all my heart. <laughs> and we're going to get into um, some of the sexual issues and relationship issues um, that Carolyn had throughout her life. And then, of course, 
how she met Steve and why and how they are still together, the hard work they did. Carolyn, um, like us, follows the book The Secret, which is all about positive energy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And let's just invite everyone to join us as we broadcast live from the world's most iconic adult playground, Hedonism 2 in Negril, Jamaica, December 14 to 27, for the inaugural Hedo event, Repeat Offenders Reunion Days. As Hedo celebrates your loyalty with the lowest rates of the year, starting at $150 per person per night, whether you've been there three times or 15 times, like we have, or want to try it out for the very first time, this is the time to go and save. Meet up with old friends, make lots of new friends, or come meet us. We'll be there as well. And let's give a shout out to Young Swingers Week. It's a full takeover in March 2020. That's 280 rooms filled with sexy young swingers between 25 and 45 at Hedonism 2 Resorts in Jamaica. Head to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, for more information about this and other events. And I spoke to Brett this morning, and rumor has it there's only five rooms left wow. for March. So book now. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David. We want to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Sexy Lifestyle or at The Sexy Lifestyle Podcast. Now let's get back to our program with a deeper look at how sex sexuality is affected by trauma like sexual abuse. So let's go back now and think about how you were affected by your trauma, which you might not have even known it, by some of the choices you made as you were learning your own sexuality, either in late teens, early 20s. What do you recall as being your first sexual experiences? Well, I do know that I was very unaware of my sexuality, and I only realized that in my 30s. But with any boyfriend, whether it was in high school, what have you, I was just the giver. And I, again, this is all reflecting back, I gave blowjobs to my boyfriends. That was, to me, what I figured they wanted. And how young were you when you started? 16, 17. Ah, Carol beats you. (laughs) (laughs) Not that young, I've heard a lot of stories of, yeah. Steve, when's the first time you had sex? Any type of sex. A girl touched your cock. Um, 13. Oh, my wow. God. I'm Maybe the old guy. You I'm 18. The, yeah, wow. Frick. You were the loser. <laughs> I, what? Oh, no, joking. Joking, joking. <laughs> so you started off young. Do you think it was a type of rebellion, a type of, I, I got to do something that I'm not supposed to be doing? No, I don't think. I think that came with the older men doing the things I wasn't supposed to be doing. And there was a lot of shame associated with that, a lot of guilt over the years. But the boyfriends in high school, it was... I think you wanted to find love. You thought if you gave them their blowjobs, they would love you. Yeah. I think I kind of agree. I I I lost my dad early (laughs) in life also, and I was a big blowjob giver. Oh, really? (laughs) Anybody who wanted one, they knew they could come to Carol. (laughs) And that's kind of how I felt. But all that practice has made her the (laughs) best... Thank you, honey. Blowjob person around. Okay. And what do you have to say? Amazing. Thank there you, you go. Okay. There you go. I so there's some merit yeah. in it. <laughs> Carol and Carolyn, the uh, blowjob mm, twins. <laughs> mm. So you gave lots of blowjobs for attention, for love, hoping that that would get you into a relationship that maybe uh, would be better than where you are at the moment. Well, and it wasn't that I was going around in high school. It was, it. it was, if I had a boyfriend, right. that's what I did. Right. But I really did, if a guy liked me, it was like, okay, date him for a while, blowjob. Then I was like, okay, no, I don't really like him. Uh, Next. Next. That okay. kind of thing. All right. And, uh, you know, I did have one guy who was, and I talk about him in the book, that was, he broke my heart. But even with him, it was blowjobs. I never gotten dressed. It was something that was very hard for me. Again, even if I was in a sexual experience, 
I was in a freeze mode mm. more than anything. So you didn't get naked, like you were. No. You didn't show off your body, or and was it because you no. felt that you didn't have a good body, or you were just afraid to show yourself? Both. Okay. Because of the, the negative, um, I guess trauma. Uh, no, yeah. the, I was going to say the negative input that you got from one of your sex uh, my your stepmothers. Step yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, that she told you that you had a bad body or something. Well, my boobs were growing at that age, and she laughed at me and threw a bra at me, and then laughed that she could see my bra. And then the fact that my boobs were growing, she said, "Well, it will balance out your big butt." Oh, so boy. that developed a whole wave of me just wanting to cover my body and it's really only the last couple of years that I'm more comfortable with my mm. body well because you have a very beautiful body by the thank way thank you I know you work hard at the gym but uh, definitely you. worth it and it's true she wouldn't ever wear anything like leggings or you know now you go to the gym dressed in a tank and you have your Lululemons but mm-hmm. she never used to do that oh, really? she'd be in sweatpants mm-hmm. so it took a while so still up till now this is a recovery that your still body image has still affected you up until your 50s I guess yeah absolutely wow. Now, now, as you were growing up and all you were doing was giving blowjobs, you still had to pleasure yourself. Were you into masturbation and self-pleasuring? Yeah, and not to say masturbation, yes. And even with the guys, uh, I would have orgasms just over my clothes and that kind of thing. So it wasn't that... To me, it just wasn't the right kind of sexual experience I should have been there was, having. There was really no intimacy, was there? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was It was kind of mechanical. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more mechanical right up until Steve and I got together, uh, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a lifelong of course effect that it has on you when you've gone through all this trauma for sure it's really incredible how that trauma you have early on in life carries through till whenever you actually deal with it Mm -hmm. that's the whole goal here so make sure people understand they need to deal with the traumas that they've had that's right and and who is it who always said that there's so many traumas are held by the vagina for some reason I don't know why but the vagina holds trauma and you really have to get rid of it so do you remember Hmm. who that was that's interesting I think that was Missy Garcia. I, I, one of them, anyways. One of those trauma experts that we spoke to. Yeah, definitely. We, we talk a lot about sexual, well, trauma that happens in life and how it um, affects people's sexuality, their relationships. And we'll get into that in our Great Sex Matter segment a little bit later. But it was very interesting to hear you just say that you really never had great sex until you met Steve. And, and you know, you're on your third marriage. Steve's on his second marriage. And we always talk about it's never too late to start again so but I say the same thing that I've never had great sex until I met you which is absolutely true it's hard to imagine and I was a very sexual being from 15 years on but I just didn't enjoy it until I met David. So I'm get, I'm under, well, I am I'm understand. You, you only started squirting at 50. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right, And that, <laughs> that, all, that all has to do with arousal and being present in the moment yeah. and being with the right person. Yeah, and being comfortable and all of those good things you need for a And what about sex a sex life. toy? I think at 30 was the first time I had a sex toy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's Crazy. Yeah. I had to get a sex toy when I was single for a while. Yeah. So. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. But all to say, in great sex, I mean sex to me you can have an orgasm and like it's sex it's mm. you're getting a release but again it's all for me it was more about it wasn't like I was having terrible sex all the time it was fun sometimes but it's the intimacy that was missing the chemistry the closeness so then just on that note then why don't you tell us a little bit about the kind of sexual life you had with your first husband and your second husband you know it was kind of 
sex for me at that, those in my marriages was more about something I had to do. Okay. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I can't wait to have sex with my husband. You it felt was, like it was a job as a, a wife? Yeah, like yes. a chore. Absolutely. A requirement. Yeah. And okay. then, you know, at the end of each marriage, like it was, I didn't want to have sex at all. I was shutting down. I was upset because, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to end my first marriage because I realized, okay, I can't keep going like this where I just stay married because of my kids. But every time sex was going to happen, I was getting anxiety. And how old were you? Sorry, how long were you married before that first marriage ended? Uh, I was married about seven years. Okay. I'm not a date person, so I don't no. even really remember. And the kids were approximately how old when you? When we split up, they were about three and five, so, so they were little. That's scary. It's scary it was. to be separated with small children like that that you had to be responsible for. Yeah. And did he ended up supporting the family as well, or did were you alone? To at support? that time, no, he was supportive. Uh, at that time, though, I was uh, independently wealthy. Like uh, my father had left oh, me right. money; he okay. had passed away. I talk about that a little bit, but. So I was grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing, you know, through all my traumas and everything in life, I had my godmother who I dedicate my book about uh, to, and I talk about her and how she saved me throughout my childhood. Uh, And also, unfortunately, but fortunately, the financial wealth really helped me when my kids were little. Okay, I get it. You know? Absolutely get it. So after you break up with your first husband, and now you're attracted to a new man who you tell me you did regret the second marriage, how did that come about? Well, the thing was, I don't even think I was attracted to my second husband. It was something that, again, father figure, somebody who was offering to take care of me, somebody who was um, there and now could protect me in some kind of way. So you thought. So I thought, exactly. So it was, again, poor choice, poor partners. You know, that's what you do, and it's very common. And that's at the point when you kind of realized that you had been sexually abused. It was during the second relationship where you actually realized you started the healing work. Yes. And that's when you started changing your mind and your ideas about yourself and what happened. Yes, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that healing process. Well, I did, for many years prior to that, psychologist... Uh, when the sexual abuse memory came up, I tried hypnotherapy, but that to me, again, it's everybody's personal choice, but I don't didn't feel the point. It was making things worse by really going in and remembering everything. Uh, the biggest healing part was with an energy healer. I specifically call her an energy healer. She's a holistic naturopath. But this part of healing is key to me because you're getting rid of the triggers, the cellular memory. And that's something, even if you don't understand it, because I didn't understand it when I started doing it, but it's one of the major keys in healing and getting past all these triggers and traumas in the body. And how long did that take? Years. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Is and it I, ongoing today? Absolutely. Okay. I see her on a regular basis because one, uh, you know, I have a business in massage therapy, working with a lot of people, I'm very sensitive, being an empath. Like there's a lot of times I have to protect myself not to absorb somebody else's energy. And I mean, a lot of us are like that. We don't realize it. So it's definitely an ongoing and different things will come up out of the blue that I thought I had dealt with, you know. And after your second marriage failed, how soon after did you meet up with Steve and when you started the real path of healing when you met the right person? Yeah, Steve and I got together quite soon after and I was in my mind thinking, oh my God, I should just be single for a while. But when something's there and we were drawn to each other, there was a chemistry. And Did you meet at the gym? 
no, our kids played hockey together. Oh, right. Okay. And it was a sports related yeah. thing. Okay. So when we got together again, that first time when we finally had our first kiss, there was this passion and this electricity. It was almost like, I believe in things are meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like the universe was clapping and, the, mm-hmm. you know, going, oh my God, we finally got these two together. <laughs> I've never had a kiss like that before. Uh, and I don't think you had either. Absolutely not. No. That's so fun. No. That's exciting. We yeah. love we kissing. We love kissing. And you, you know, feel so much passion in a kiss. It is. And, help. and kissing and hugging is healing, right? Um, there's many, many doctors and um, psychologists who have written articles about how you need to hug I think it's At like 10 times a day. 10 times a day. 20 yeah. seconds each hug. Yeah, 20 exactly. seconds a hug. And Absolutely. some kids don't get touched and they don't get hugged. And this is the kind of result that happens. So if you're out there, hug your kids, hug everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Hugs are good. Yeah. yeah. But even when we have sex, our best sex starts with the best kisses. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes my cock harder mm-hmm. than a passionate mm-hmm. kiss from you. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing. And yeah, of course, sometimes we have quickies in the kitchen over here and that and that. But our best sex starts with great kisses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Carolyn, okay, I digress. We'll talk about sex and great sex matters in a few minutes. But I want to get back into your the things that helped you heal. So you're talking about your energy worker, the holistic stuff. But you also had issues, and I know um, by reading your book that you're not the biggest fan of regular doctors. And you are so into believing, like Carol and I, about eating well and how eating heals the gut, the brain, and you had skin issues and you had abdominal issues that doctors couldn't figure out, and then you started, and I'll let you explain it, eating a different way, and all of a sudden, everything started getting better. Absolutely, so the, you know, part of growing up and having trauma for anybody, the emotional affects the physical. So I was sick all the time as a young kid and then into my young early 20s. And what kind of sick? Like with colds and flus or Tonsillitis, you know, always on antibiotics okay. because of some kind of infection. Yeah. And then it got worse. It escalated. So I knew I had to change something. And then the hypothyroidism, fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed with everything and anything and thought, this is crazy. But my diet was horrible because growing up, I other if I, if I wasn't with my godmother eating a healthy home-cooked meal, I was eating out of a can or a bag of cookies. Okay, Carolyn. You have a little rant in your book where you talk about some of the foods you'd sit down and <laughs> eat in an evening. <laughs> and it's like, well... I would have liked to do that, but there's no way I could consume that much food. And then you felt like crap, right? Of course. The chips and the ice cream and the chocolates and all that stuff in one sitting. Oh, yeah. Like Halloween every day. Oh, yeah. It's a poison. It is. And it's, it's, I was a binge eater and I'd feel guilty. And there's, you know, many different eating disorders people can go through. For me, that's what it was. And anytime there was any emotional upset, I went to the junk food. But it took its toll. Mm-hmm. And this is why today I'm so passionate and saying, you know, you might feel fine if your diet's not great until you're not fine. Right. So, yes, I went to see nutritionists, naturopaths. Medical doctors helped finally when they figured out my thyroid was slow because doctors wanted to put me on antidepressants. As mm-hmm. soon as they ask you, well, you know, what about your parents? And, well, they're both dead. Oh, well, you must be depressed. Uh, no, I'm not feeling well. And so I knew it was physical and I knew I had to make changes. So through diet, through exercise, through the right. And again, people have to find their kind of village of people who need to help them. Yeah. 
Now, do you think people, and, and we have a large listenership out there, do you think, and we're talking to everybody out there, that there are people who haven't dealt with certain traumas that use poor eating, not exercising, as a cover-up to not dealing with the trauma? Absolutely. I think it's a form of self-abuse that we do, and I still will fall into that at times. Not as often anymore, but people will use it kind of as, a well, poor me, woe is me, and ugh, I can't be bothered. What's, what's the point? I'm getting older anyway. Like, I hear all of that, mm-hmm. and there is a point because mm-hmm. you deserve to feel better and happier, and it doesn't mean I have a perfect diet today. No, you just try your best, and you, you live happy. And and yeah. The reason I brought that up is we always look at people who have drug issues or who have alcoholism issues and having these eating disorders, and they're not even disorders, it's just eating crappy processed foods, which you don't know are bad for you, but, but they really toxic, are. It's right? just as toxic yeah. as, as eating or drinking too much alcohol or taking too much drugs. Mm-hmm. And in your book, you describe how quickly you started feeling better, your skin got better, your abdomen got better, and then you started living better. Absolutely, because then you have more energy, you know, and you mentioned the brain and the gut are related. Mm -hmm. So if your gut's not happy, your brain's not happy and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, jury's still out there, which which comes first. But, you know, anytime, and Steve knows when I go onto a not so healthy eating, like then I'm, I can't believe I'm doing this and I can't go back there. I'm able to stop myself a lot sooner because I recognize that, okay, why am I doing this? Did something happen? And, and, you know, we went through a lot with our kids, blending a family. So. And Steve, were you a good eater before you met? Like, were you a healthy eater or were you a junk food addict? Uh, no, I was nothing like Carolyn. Okay. When I met Carolyn and we would have our Sundays watching Sopranos because the kids would go on and off. So we yes. had the kids one week and not the other. And she'd have the dairy milk and she would have the chips. And no, and our and previously, no, rare, rarely. So, so, you, so it's all my fault you eat uh-huh. junk no, food no, today, no, no, right? no, no. No, no, you're in great shape not now. I'm just wondering but what it was like when you first no, met. I mean, you went this journey together towards health. You both probably benefited from this nutrition. Oh, absolutely. Because sure. yeah, you both yeah. are in great shape now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and especially working out because you did, but you would stop, and yeah. we motivate each other to mm-hmm. stay fit, to get mm-hmm. to the gym every day. Or oh, we do that. There's th- I mean, we go to the gym three, four times a week, and there's certain days where I got to get the spatula out and scrape her out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Come on, babe. Yeah. We got to go to the and gym. I'm glad you, and I'm glad you do. Yeah, I promise you a donut after no, the gym. No, you don't. No donuts after no, the gym? No, you, you keep thinking you want the donut after I, the I gym. I do, but the won't power is I won't have the donut because then I worked out for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a quick break. Let's just remind everybody that we are Carol and Dave and we're having an amazing discussion with Carolyn and Steve and we're talking about how trauma can affect your body, affects your brain, and of course affects your sex life. And when we come back, we're going to get into our Great Sex Matters segment where we're going to have a lot more details about your current sex life today. All right, so another little commercial, a sponsor. We're going to talk about our friends at SDC. Um, We are Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and our show is partially sponsored by the SDC Croatian Cruise. Get ready to experience SDC's famous foam parties, deck parties, erotic live shows, and of course their amazing playrooms, or simply savor all the sexy couples that SDC has to offer, including us. (laughs) We're going to be departing from Venice, Italy, August 29th, 2020, for seven sensual nights and eight glorious 
glorious days of visiting some of the most historic cities in Europe throughout Croatia and the Eastern Mediterranean. Come party with us on a ship full of open-minded, sexy couples and find yourself swept up into a dream world of such incredible beauty and sensuality. It will take your breath away. For more information about this trip and any other event, just visit thesexylifestyle.com travel and events page. Yes, do it and book it. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we want to remind you to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com for real credible information covering all topics related to sex, sexuality, and relationships. And we are chatting today with the author of the true story entitled With All My Heart, all about sexual abuse and other traumatic life experiences that definitely change your life. Now, for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... A great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, for me, this is the best part of your story because this is the reason why you two are here because you found each other. You are still working on healing but you certainly have gone over the big hurdle and you get to experience what a real, loving, healthy relationship should be and the kind of relationship that everybody deserves to have but it is work and we all work hard at our relationships and it doesn't come easy but it's certainly well worth it. And what do you always say? Relationships begin and end in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So it matters what happens between the sheets. That's why we have to make sure that the chemistry we have we keep and we make sure that it stays with us when we go to bed and have great sex. So first question is when you guys met how long did it take you guys to have sex? (laughs) Probably well we met and it was like it was a while it wasn't uh but you guys met yeah. as friends on the exactly. sports team. Right? I didn't even like him okay. at first. At first. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> Carol didn't like me at first either. Yeah. Ah, you see that? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. once we started dating, though. Um, I don't know. Was it honestly a couple of months? Yeah. I guess a couple of months. So you spent time dating. You went out. You got to know each other. Uh, did you um, feel the chemistry right from the beginning? Did you have blue balls? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes. yes. <laughs> but Steve, how, how far out of your divorce or marriage were you at the time? Uh, it was a few months. And, uh, and Carolyn and I, we were, it was kind of... It was hard because it's a very small community, and I'd been we had both been in this community for years, and I'd always been involved in coaching a lot of sports teams and different things. So, yeah, it. Uh, you it took try- us a little. You while. were trying to be. Um, I we guess, were trying sensitive. to be careful. Okay. And you know we were we knew each other and we I drew the line. We both drew the line, kind of saying you know let's get our shit together. And then we can have a relationship. And who jumped whose bones first? Um, Carolyn. I guess it was. Yeah, I was probably you, gave eh? him a blowjob or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> True to form. <laughs> Some yeah. things don't change. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's Carol's go-to as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's an easy one. Anyways, it was great from from the first time, and you know, like all couples, uh, at the beginning it's amazing. But then we also have uh, we were dealing with blended families, which was a lot of challenges, major challenges. So a lot of times our needs went to the back burner and we say to this date but every november we would take a trip south disney Disney not disney just alone right yeah yeah yeah. no they went to disney themselves too no no (laughs) but so we would you know go down to the beach and spend a week or 10 days there and that really honestly i think without that 
we probably wouldn't have so that's it. how you reconnected when yeah. when life got in the way of your marriage everybody needs a reconnection whether you go away for the weekend or just shoo the kids to grandma's house or whatever it is everybody needs that connection so that you can re uh, you know re-solidify your int- intimacy but it wasn't that easy I mean we're talking here that you came out of a marriage Steve you came out of a marriage you got together and then all of a sudden you went along but that first year Steve your parents died oh. yeah right yeah, yeah my mm-hmm. yeah my parents died and then uh, of course Mimi the book has died within the same year wow. all 2009 wow. so both my parents and yeah so there was a lot uh, a lot a lot going, going on talk about sure. a strong woman here in Carolyn dealing with all that and still finding a way to love you yeah yeah <laughs> definitely definitely He's no. kind of well it's mutual yeah. right of yeah. course yeah he honestly so. you know the thing about Steve that was so different is that he was so accepting and loving loving me unconditionally uh, being there supportive and no matter what he was just and as long as I let him yes. he was there yeah. to you know support me that's no, really now great. we have found um, into our 50s our sex just gets better and better and better um, week after week after week have you guys found that the more you spend time together the more connected you are the better and more interesting sex you have do you want to answer that? Sure, let him try. You're yeah. on the spot now, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Go for yeah. it. <laughs> um, I mean, to me, it's it's always been been great, but I think we've hit like a, a new level where you know you, it's peaks and valleys, and we're back up on a peak. And uh, I can say that I was just going to say, do you want to thank gonna, David yeah, I was and just Carol? Thank you guys because in the last <laughs> I don't know you met them eight days ago. No, it's yeah, like we've no. had more. Huh? A couple of weeks, anyway. Couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, so we've had more sex in the last couple of weeks than we had. Yay! Uh, that's great. Months before, so you're doing your job. Okay, that's now, great. Now we, that's we, because we'll just reiterate. That's not because we helped you at all in no, bed. No, no, no. You started listening to our radio show, right? Okay. Well, the more yeah. you talk about sex, the more you want sex. Exactly, and well, that's the thing people see. We're doing. swingers, so we didn't want you to be implicated that you might have been oh. swinging with us, right? We'll right, make that very exactly. clear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you told us you were right, swingers, okay, I was good. like, "Okay, right. we're not." We're not. <laughs> yes, that's Carolyn okay. was, was very clear. Yeah, yeah. But like, like you were saying, you know. Great relationships, great sex, start with great communication. Right. And our show, we always talk about pushing boundaries and fulfilling fantasies. Has our show or just our discussions opened up that dialogue where someone said, hey, I'd like to try this? Is there something new on the horizon? There hasn't been anything new on the horizon. I can see the sparkle in his eyes. I guess he has he something hasn't told in mind. you yet. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no I, I always just say to Carolyn, you know, you never say never. You never. Mm-hmm. We Absolutely. say that. We never say never. So are there some fantasies that might have been brewing that maybe perhaps you feel more comfortable now sharing? I mean, I'm not saying or putting you on a spot, but do you feel more comfortable talking to Steve these days than you would have in the past? Well, probably over the last few years, I'd feel more, com- I definitely felt more comfortable being more open, do this, don't do that. And your body and image has changed because I know you're now, he said yeah. you're wearing your tight stuff to the gym now, you're feeling comfortable, what you're wearing now is beautiful. And I can you're- walk around more naked, like I'll be in our bedroom walking around, he's like, oh my God, you don't have clothes on. Oh, like, yeah? how come you're not covering yourself? Wow. And I'm like, eh, okay, careful, because now I'm going to cover myself, you yeah. know? Well, so that's good. That, that confidence, that body confidence um, comes from feeling more confident 
in your life, doesn't it? Yeah. That you've dealt with the trauma or you've put it at the back of your head. It's always going to be there. But the good stuff is coming forward. We talk about the secret. You talk about the um, uh, energy worker that you work with. And it's all about bringing the good stuff forward and pushing the not good stuff back in your brain right yeah absolutely and then working out is key like Mm -hmm. feeling better in my skin feeling strong feeling fit uh i've always been very picky with my body and even now yeah it's been it was incredibly frustrating because she was always to me in great shape she's beautiful but she was always negative about herself so and it took until it takes recently, time. I was telling really you on the last recently. one, myself yeah. was the same. It takes time. It's, you can tell me a million times how beautiful I am, but I still say, well, what about this? And what about this? And, and I, I think, it. yeah, and yeah. I don't think you have to be sexually abused or have trauma to feel that way. I think society, unfortunately, nowadays, yes. so many men and women are suffering. And, you know, one of the great ways, I think, to overcome it is to treat yourself better. Right. Feed yourself better, work out, get fit. And that way you know you've done something to help yourself. That's what exactly. I feel too. And it's almost like being in control. You're in control of what's happening to your own body and it feels good to be in control. It's not coming from outside and that you can make yourself feel good. Now, we were talking with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts and they were talking about how important self-pleasuring is mm-hmm. and to actually be a student of your partner and watch them masturbate and take notes and then don't do anything then they masturbate and uh, you masturbate and they take notes and you sit down and compare notes so next time you know what to do for them uh, we self-pleasure all the time where we watch each other um, do you guys take that moment to learn more about your bodies and share it with your partner Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we do. We, uh, Carol, Carolyn enjoy, enjoys that, you know, and I enjoy it. We watch each other and yeah, it's, it's a big turn on for both of us and, and yet yeah, it's amazing. You can say the word masturbation. <laughs> it's like it's he was avoiding right it. Now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. Well, self-pleasuring something. sounds just fine, too, and exactly. I think that's okay. It's kind it's of the Seinfeld episode. You know, we, we can actually... <laughs> actually say it yeah we can no, we say fun. lots of words stroke my cock mm-hmm. play with your pussy uh, we do yes we're not shy to say those words not but for some people it's difficult it is yeah <laughs> poor steve he's yeah. all <laughs> so now that you guys are i'm gonna say uh set in your ways you are at the gym you're eating well you're good at your jobs um you're not ready to retire yet you're both working you know still working now what is your immediate goal for the future like what what's next thing that you guys want to do what's the next level you guys want to get to to? grow your relationship to grow the relationship or to keep it from dying off yes both yes absolutely well we spend a lot of time together and I think that's important so and of course like Steve said we're having more sex so that's good and we'll keep having more sex so we kind of even this morning we were talking saying you know it's really we realize it's something that you do life gets busy night comes you kind of want to start being intimate you're tired so we heard your call last night we were listening to last week's mm-hmm. podcast okay. about sex in the morning right mm-hmm. so before going to sleep i'm like okay honey we're having sex tomorrow morning <laughs> so you know and then he's like okay now we have to have it every morning i'm like okay well but, uh, <laughs> but carolyn the best part about sex in the morning is you don't have to do any work he's woken up with a hard cock already oh, you right. just got to roll over right. and do 
it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's ever a difficulty. Yeah, exactly. One little touch and boom, you're good. You're good to go. It's not a hard work for us girls to get you guys hard. Exactly. It's not hard work. Well, when you're as beautiful as you are, it's easy to get hard. Of course. Thank you. No, but it was. We were listening to the uh, Lake Mead uh, houseboat interview. (laughs) And it it is. But it's made us um, more aware of it. You just kind of, I don't want to say forget about sex, but... You kind of, no, put it sometimes in the back burner, and now we're actually thinking about it more. We listen to the podcast, we do, you know, and it's... And bring it back to the forefront of importance in a relationship, because it is. It's very important. That's where you reconnect again. So We don't have sex in the morning. We do our all-day foreplay, because we know we're going to have it at some point during the day. (laughs) We don't know exactly when, but we'd like to fit it in. We're lucky, because we do work together all day, and we can fit it in. We do not have to wait till late at night, and normally we don't. We actually usually have sex during the day. Yeah. So, so you listen to our real sexy swinger stories from Lake Mead. Have you ever accidentally slipped out and put it in her ass? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I almost died when I heard that. I was like, well, oh, David has Carol. never done it, but Kurt sure did it that yeah. one time. It was so funny. Oh my god, I we died. laughed, we laughed, we, we laughed. Oh my god, it was a fun show. We had a great time with all our friends. Let's shout out to all our friends from California and Phoenix and everybody who came with us on Lake Mead. And for those of you who haven't listened to that show, back up a. <laughs> It's well worth it. It's well worth it. You'll have a good laugh at our expense. (laughs) And when you're talking about the future, because we have so much in common, we enjoy enjoy our working out. We enjoy where we travel. uh, We love to binge watch Netflix. So, you know, the relationship is just getting better all the time. And now, you know, that we're back having sex. More. A lot. More. <laughs> we always had sex. So. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's great. It's really good to hear. So I guess we're coming to that part of the show where we like to like to end with some good advice since the final final advice that we leave our uh, listeners with. Carolyn, what would you say would be the first two things that you might recommend someone who's gone through sexual abuse that they might want to start to do or seek out help? One of the things, and it'll sound silly, but it's deciding that you want to go from a victim to a survivor. And once you've decided... It's all about finding the right treatments. So treatments that work for you. I'm on some Facebook pages where I hear people say they're still angry. When I reach out and say, have you ever thought of energy work? People often are like, oh, no, don't even want to go there. And I really have to say, you know, look at it. Find people. Uh, you could reach out to us on our website, lifewithcarolynandsteve.com, where write to me because I can give you names of people who can do energy work from a distance, the people that I've worked with, whether it's a naturopath, you know, and decide that you want to be a happier person, that you want to let go of the anger, you want to let go of that part of you that is damaged, really, and that you want to have a healthier, happy life all around. No, that's absolutely true. And so once they've decided that they do want help and they do want to have a happier life, uh, just to know that it is feasible, there really can be happiness at the end, even though there's a lot of hard work and maybe a long time. It's not overnight for sure. There's no overnight cure for it, (laughs) but it's certainly worth the effort, right? That's right. And even marriages, like I know people that, you know, one marriage ends and they'll say never again. And I never thought I'd get married three times. That's for sure. But I'm certainly grateful and happy that I did because we're living such an amazing life now and I would have missed out on that. And knowing that you have such a great sex life today, even though 
you had been sexually abused because exactly. you kind of imagine that those things don't go hand in hand and they do and they can yes. so that there is help out there absolutely so I'm going to end the show reading something that Carolyn wrote at the beginning of her book and it goes like this dreams really do come true make them happen have belief in yourself faith in the universe and in the process of life hold on to the belief that you have the power to heal and that you deserve to live the life that you've always dreamed of living her hope is that you will feel empowered to help yourself heal from the past live a better life and make choices to improve yourself every day if you can do that if she can do that you can do that too we all have the power i hope with all my heart that my story helps and inspires you in many ways thank very you nice very very nice so that was an amazing show. Thank you guys for being here in our home studio. We don't often get guests live with us, but this is great that it worked out this way. And thank you so much for sharing your inspirational story. I know it's hard bringing it up all the time. So thank you for doing that and taking the time to be with us today. Just take a moment, tell everybody where they can get your book, reach out to you, website. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us here. It's been great. And our website is lifewithcarolynandsteve.com where you can find the book, our YouTube channel that we do inspiring little videos about exercise and trying to help people live a healthier lifestyle. And again, feel free to write to us. And if you've never talked about your experience and you've been sexually abused, I'd love to hear from you and help in any way possible. And people can buy your book. Yes, they can buy my book through the link on my website and or authorhouse.com, but it's With All My Heart by Elizabeth McLennan, and it's me. So, after having read With All My Heart, I just have to say it's a must read. Carolyn speaks so clearly with all her heart. Her truth is really inspirational. She speaks to others who have lived the many challenges of traumatic experiences, especially sexual abuse, and encourages forgiveness and love to find true happiness. It's definitely a must read for anyone, especially those who are struggling. Go out, go buy it, go to their website lifewithcarolynandsteve.com buy it for yourself buy it for a loved one buy it for someone in need just get it out there it's truly inspirational and will definitely make will make a difference in yours or anyone's life just go out buy it read it it'll change your life forever Absolutely. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic expert guests. And we hope you do too. Visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, and relationships. Or trauma. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online uh, community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. Use promo code 30314 for the first month free. So check it out. And remember to join us at Hedo to the most amazing clothing optional resort in Jamaica for the amazing repeat offenders reunion days December 14th to 27th where the rates are as low as $150 per person the rates may be low but the sexiness is off the charts and come meet us we're going to be there too for more information about this trip or anything else visit our website thesexylifestyle.com or send us an email to ask at carolindavid.com well that's it for our show today a special thank you to our guests Carolyn and Steve 
Thank you guys for having us. And especially to everybody out there for listening. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 